I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wooden sides. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. We have a card this weekend. We have some good fights. Um, the last couple cards I've watched pieces of, I was on vacation and, and traveling and stuff, and they were really bad. So, low bar. I think we can go above it, possibly. Just like a, a little step over. But like, Tiny. it's not like we're leaping over the bar here. I, I actually, hope so. I, I, w- I was gone for a week myself and I came back and I saw a whole bunch of people tweeting like, oh man, the trilogy's finally here. It's like, what are you talking about finally? Like, these dudes fought two weeks ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm happy Connor's fighting again. Like, I think the sport is better when Connor fights more. I think it's better for everything. You know, people complain about fighter pay all the time. It's good for the UFC. It makes more money, you know, stuff like that. You're on Connor's card. There's going to be more attendance. There's a lot of good stuff here. And Connor fights are, regardless of who he fights, it is a spectacle. Like, it's a spectacle yes. when Connor fights. It brings out people who don't watch fighting. It's exciting. Like, you are, even though you might not be excited right now for Connor Dustin 3, because I, I don't like immediate trilogies like this. I think you got to get let it let let it bake a little bit, especially after a, a finish like that. But at the same time, once we get to Saturday, we're getting close to fight. Everyone's going to be excited for Connor. Going to want to watch Connor, and Connor's been he's been kind of his old self a little bit. Uh, with he's, he's not he's, he's not trying. being a nice guy. Um, <laughs> he's not doing a lot of media either. Uh, if, if you've noticed, he's he's he seems like he's in the zone. I think Connor knows if if he loses this fight. I think a lot of the intrigue and, you know, all that that comes with Connor kind of goes away. So I, I see this as a, a big fight for, for Connor. And I think Dustin might just lose on purpose so he doesn't have to share the cage with Dubronx. Can't blame him. He turned <laughs> out a to die, fight. man. I mean, a, a Connor fight night is almost as good as a Jake Paul fight night. So. Almost. 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 Well, it, it's, it's funny. Dustin keeps – he said over and over again about – he's like, I'm not here for the belt. I'm here for the money, and I'm a prize fighter, and I don't make money, which I agree with. But have you noticed he never said any of that before Dubronx won the belt? <laughs> Dustin – you watch yeah. Dustin's interviews from the last five years, every single interview. I'm coming for the gold. I'm coming for the strap. I want to be the champ. Not anymore. Now he's Don't got side businesses. He's yeah, he's selling he's hot fighting. sauce. Yep. <laughs> and Dubronx is there. Um, I saw a video of him in a Las Vegas casino with a mask on, hitting the slot machines pretty good. <laughs> As any champ should, you know. Absolutely. He's, he's the king. Of, he's the king of the favelas, so he can <laughs> he can really do what he wants now. But uh, I mean, penny slots because he needs to he needs to provide for his people. You know, you yes. can't blow all it's your money crazy. in slots. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sean, how you doing? Good? Good. Uh, yeah, just settling in the house a bit. Uh, trying not to die from this heat wave that is basically hitting everyone. Is it actually hot there, or is it like Canada hot? I mean, it's it's hot. I mean, it was. Like, we were in the high third. Well, what the hell is the conversion of high 30s? 
And I have someone I, I have someone that works for me in uh, in Liverpool, and we have this discussion every week. And I just break out the old converter. <laughs> I used to like be able to do it. Was it was a hundred. It was a hundred Fahrenheit. Uh, Shit. But we're also not set up for that. Like my house doesn't have AC. Like we have portable ACs because we get like three hot days a year, so we just kind of deal with it. That's so when hot, it's a little hot. bit more than that, yeah. it's 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 not great. But I, I got a basement. It stays really cool, so uh, cool. I'll survive. Well, I saw like last week. I think it was in Oregon. Um, it was like really, really, really hot, and it got up to like 110, 112 degrees, which th- it's not used to in that area. Siding was melting off people's houses. It was so hot. It hasn't been like crazy hot here. It's been low 90s, which for us is normal. Decent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's normal. Like if you if you live where I live without AC, you would you would die. Yeah. Just, I mean, like, even like the southern part of our province, most of the houses have ACs, but we're we're way up north, so we. Uh, we just we get the minus forty more than we get the mm. plus thirty. So, well, we have we have tropical storm season and hurricane season uh, right now. So, when I was in Hilton Head, there was like a tropical that tropical depression or whatever came through, and we didn't get hit too hard when we were there. Just a bunch of rain, but yeah, that area gets just crushed around the Gulf and the Atlantic and stuff like that down south. So, luckily we away the filth. Hilton had just rich people. It would just wash away like hundred dollars. Oh, I'm bills. talking about the filth that comes there to uh, mm. to, <laughs> to, to vacation. They're actually all man-made storms. They just want to. They're trying to clear them out, and I mean, they can't have it too nice for the for the vacationers, or they'd want to fucking move there. So they gotta. Oh, I'm definitely place. moving there. Um, I've always <laughs> said I'm moving to Hilton Head as, as soon as as soon as I'm done. The kids are out, graduated, all that stuff. Yeah, moving to Hilton Head. Nice for sure. Why not? Best golf ever, too. Hilton Heads, some of the, some of the, they have like a hundred courses within like a minute of each other. They're all like the best course you'll ever play. So, yeah, yeah. How about you, Brad? Where'd you go? Are, for they, are they all the best course that you'll ever play? That that seems, unless you do them in a very specific order, it seems like it's impossible. They all tie. They all tied in fair. fair. Well, gotcha. There's some like super super famous courses uh, right around there. So there's Harbor Town, which is in Hilton Head. Um, have you, have you ever watched the RBC Heritage Tournament? That's that's in Hilton Head uh, with the big white house on the 18th green, and then Kiowa is like an hour uh, from there. Yeah. Well, they, they, that's where Phil Mickelson just won the PGA, yeah. the yes. Ocean Course. I played there. It was uh, a long oh. time ago when I was a kid. It, <laughs> oh my god, is it? It's just not even. It's not even enjoyable. It's <laughs> it's so hard. But yeah. Uh, I'm, at the cottage. I, I'm good. I was I was at the cottage for a week. The cottage. So. Love the love me some cottage. So I'm uh, I'm a little browner than I was before. What's the difference between a cottage and a cabin? Uh, usually where a you co- live. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's I don't know. A cottage has running water, and you know we don't have air conditioner or anything. But there's like a a wood stove and stuff in there, which I guess you would have in a cabin. But yeah, both those things. AC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it's just it's just on a lake, you know. It's just, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna fly for the first time in a while next month. I haven't done that in a long time. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, Santa Monica. Ooh. Going up yeah. to Cali. Yeah, it's me and uh, Helena's ten year anniversary, so I cashed in some old points, and we're gonna be staying at like the JW Marriott and on Santa Monica Pier. So that'd be fun. Nice. Yeah. Mine, oh uh, I guess we got married in the same year because mine is next week. Oh, you beat me. Yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's August 20th. So you got me 
You got me by a month. And then I yeah. got my Vegas trip for October planned. Um, and I, I timed it perfectly with the work conference. So I'll be in Vegas double the time. It'll be six nights, but it's all free because um, I got the room comp from my personal side. And then my work pays for the other side. And then I get to comp my whole flight because it's work travel. It worked out perfectly. Living the dream, Lance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Life's almost back to normal. Uh, traveling, moving around. It's all it's all good. Um, so we don't really have anything to to recap, I guess, for Last Cards, unless there's anything specifically we want to call out, except for that French dude is super boring. Um, everyone's super impressed with it. I, I just it, – it's boring. He's boring. There's no like, – I understand when there's a skill, you have a certain skill level and you beat good guys and you're impressed by that. But can't we all just take a step back and go, holy shit, I don't want to watch this guy fight. Isn't that okay as a fan? Yeah, it's okay for you to say, yeah. I, I didn't there- watch that guy fight. So I'm a step ahead of you. Yeah, because it's the point of watching sports, not just entertainment for MMA or combat. We always use MMA and entertainment. Like we always you know, put that together. But sports in general is about entertainment. Why would you watch sports if you were not entertained? So therefore, if my goal of watching a sporting event is to be entertained, why would I watch that guy? Did you bet Volkov? Yeah, but that had nothing to do with that it. That makes sense. But it, you, me more less than anyone cares about losing bets. Yes. I, no, I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I, I bet gone. I didn't watch the but fight. But weren't you bored? And I, I mean, boring. yes, it was, a ter- it was a very low event fight. As we've seen, he is happens a lot in his fights, unless he's so, fighting old wash guys. I mean, he's going to get tested in this next one. Next one, I don't think he can make that one too boring. He's oh, you can't be boring with the beast, man. I said it before. I mean, the, in our in our, in, do you remember our picks before the thing? I said, Dubronx champ, Black Beast champ. We're we're almost there, baby. Like doesn't we're, count. I would say count. that. Uh, belt. French guys have a pretty good track record of being boring against the Black Beast. So, you know, I wouldn't be too sure of that one, Lance. So uh, so bet Black Beast by decision? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, Black Beast doesn't even know what a decision is. He doesn't uh, know. He won is. one against a French dude. Against the, <laughs> Allegedly. the champ. <laughs> it's going to be a beating. He's, <laughs> he's going to... Derek Derek Lewis is going to force it on him. He's 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 not going to let him do the boring. Derek Lewis doesn't do boring unless you're a wrestler, then he can lay on top of you. But still, and the top five rule is dead. Now it's just, are you alive? Yes. Derek Lewis knockout. When when did that rule uh, the blade by the wayside? It was the blade fight when you guys gave me shit, and I was like, Black Beast is going to murder this man. I, I, it was your rule. I can break my own rule. I think that's as we've seen. I think that's fair. Was there anything else on this card that was uh, Tanner Bozer cheated? Maybe. Nah. I mean, Canada, big win. Big sure. win. Yeah, you had to yeah. cheat to get it, but you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right. Uh, what else? Daniel Pineda is tougher than every other guy who gets poked in the eye. He wanted to fight so bad he was literally just making up numbers to guess the fingers. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. How many yeah, fingers? Dude. Two. Ugh, close. That was... I mean, you got a pretty good chance. I mean, it's like one in five. And I mean, yeah. they're probably not going to give you the old big five. So it's like yeah. one in four. That's a pretty good. You got to guess. You got to go for it. Well, I mean, it was. It was. We've seen recently all these guys who get eye pokes or nut shots when they're down getting beat up. Like he was clearly getting crushed. 
and taking every way out possible, making sure there's no chance they can fight. Pineda is bleeding, busted up, can't see, guessing numbers. Like, that's what I want to see out of my dudes. Like, I want to see, I want to see that guy, you know? What else? Everything else. Uh, keep going. Yeah, just I, I think that's I think that's it. Moicano used to jiu-jitsu. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should do that more often. More the Worley fight. That Jeremiah Ooh, Wells. Bad luck. He was uh, he I'm was built in some kind of laboratory. <laughs> There's oh, some magma going yeah. on. That that was that was one of the more impressive. Like I don't I don't think Worley's like any kind of world beater, or, like top tank, but Worley's good. He is a he's a good fighter. Like that was an he impressive. He doesn't get finished like that. Short notice against, too, and after he, uh, he, yeah, like he that was crazy. Like I was. That was to me like that's a guy you want to see a little bit more. That was that was impressive. Did Ooh, Morley got... beat him up a little bit in the first round too, or yep. not no? at all? Really? No, he got he got smoked. Yeah, oh. and then we're like, oh, okay, well the guy's gonna gas because he, he, no. he survived a round, and then he just flatlined Morley in the second. Morley was picking it up a little bit in the yeah. last like minute and a half of the first round, so I think because well, that guy was throwing. Absolute haze yeah. the whole fucking like, round. I, I thought Wells was gonna like take a nap on the stool from like, he he threw everything in that first round, just like a maniac. And I, he was slowing down the last minute of the first round, so I was like, oh, everyone's kind of thinking like, all right, Worley's take Worley's taking over, and then he just fucking obliterated him at the beginning of the second round. It was it was impressive. Like I, I definitely want to see that guy back soon. Um, Made him and lose money. Yeah, probably. Um, what else? Justin Jane's bet his entire purse on himself and then got absolutely dominated. Love to see it. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Love to see it. Ooh. That was a, uh, that I saw people on Twitter, like betting on him. Like if he's that confident, I'm that confident. Also MMA fighters are stupid. He's that stupid. <laughs> I'm that stupid. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, that was something that was good. Other than that, um, I don't know. Not good. No. No, the, the the fight night we were talking before the show, but the uh, the fight night cards really seem to be getting worse. They really do. Like you look at the we we're looking at the Strickland fight uh, a couple weeks. It's Strickland versus Hall is the main event, which not a main event. Great fight, not a main event. There is not a single ranked fighter on the rest of the card. That's also awesome. not a great fight. It's it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Yeah, like now you're falling into the trap that people fall into these days lower where there's just like shit 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 <laughs> something passable and you're like oh man this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life terrible terrible yeah, yeah. just terrible all right well we can move on to this week's card which is ufc 264 um the first five fights are uh they're not great terrible so we gotta get through those <laughs> not not real good but Starting off in the early prelims, Alan Amidovsky versus Hu Yazang. These guys are both extremely terrible at fighting. You, Sean? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, both these guys are terrible. Both of them 0-2 in the UFC. Like, this is the definition of absolute filler. Uh, could not tell you. The one guy hasn't fought since, like, 2018. Uh, hasn't even had a scheduled fight since end of 2018 uh the other guy at least he was supposed to fight in uh in 2020 but that didn't happen uh i'll pick uh amandowski 
but I really don't care. And this is, you can probably just skip this one and, and start watching a little bit later if you got some shit to do earlier in the uh, in the night. Brad? I have never heard of either of these guys, but Chinese fighters in the UFC have been extremely terrible. So even if the other guy's bad, this Chinese guy's he's probably worse. And his picture on Tapology looks like it was taken in 1984. Like it's it's so old and out of focus. He he looks like an old Japanese wrestler from from the 1980s, even though he's Chinese. Um, is yeah, probably don't bet on that guy. Yeah, this is this is a great battle. You have the a guy who got knocked out by John Phillips facing a guy who got who got beat by Rashad Coulter. It's, and Cyril Asker. And Cyril Asker. It's it's a tough one. I mean, they, they let these heavyweight guys just stick around and stick around because they still think fans want to see these sloppy heavyweight fights when we, we really don't. Um, I don't even – This is at middleweight. What? Why would I think the one guy, This is at middleweight. I thought it was yep. at light heavyweight or heavyweight. No, nope. middleweight. Uh, oh. the, the Asian feller is dropping from light heavy mm. to middle. Oh, that's what is that when Coulter had dropped down to two hundred five for that fight? Yeah, yeah, mm, terrible. This this other fella, he kind of looks like uh, Marlon Marais as well. Let me okay. see. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. he, that is Marlon Marais, right? I think so. I mean, Marlon Marais would beat the shit out of both of these dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Not anymore. <laughs> I, even now, I think. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to the flyweight division of Zlagas Zumulagov versus Jerome Rivera. Jerome Rivera getting another fight is uh, <laughs> that's that's something. I, I didn't see that coming. New Sean, these two are combined zero and five in the actual UFC. Um, Zamagulov, like he had some all right wins before he he came into the UFC. You know, I mean, they they were close fights, but he, I mean, he beat Nam Tyson Nam Ulan Bekoff, who's in the the UFC, I think now, and and he beat Ali Bags uh, by split decision. Like had a little bit of hype. I mean, he is an absolute nobody, so I guess what can you call it hype? But dropping both those uh, in the UFC, I mean, pa- Pavia is is not terrible, but. This is just not good again. Jerome Rivera is is very, very bad. So I will obviously pick the guy that is minus, you know, 300, minus 350. I, I can't bet on that guy. Uh, seems flaky. I don't know if it's just a, a little bit of a step up in competition and, and he's not as good as he was in back in Russia. I don't know if he's off the gas or what it is, but uh, no bet. But the pick is uh, Zmagulov. Right. Yeah, uh, ZZ Bottom here is really scraping the bottom of the barrel, but uh, Rivera probably shouldn't be in the UFC. Um, probably. He hasn't shown much of anything since he's been around. But the the Russian makes all of his fights way closer than they should be, even when he's winning. So I, I don't trust him to get anybody out of there. I don't trust him to win convincingly. Uh, definitely not betting him. And you know, after seeing uh, Rivera's last couple performances, I, I can't even really consider betting him. So, yeah, I'm won't be watching. Yeah, um, 
Zumovov, I think a lot of people did think was going to be okay coming to the UFC. He has one of the best wicked or sure dog pictures you'll you'll find if if you guys want to check that out. It's quite hilarious. But yeah, he's just he's not he's not great, and he's looked he's looked a little slow for the division since he's been in. Just hasn't looked great. But Rivera is really bad. Imagine losing three straight, which usually gets you cut. And those losses that are Nam, Shitty Figs, and Ode Osborne, and you get a fourth fight uh, being finished by two of those guys. He's He has some okay jiu-jitsu, but he has to be in a perfect position. Like, he doesn't have wrestling, and most jiu-jitsu comes from the top. And he's just – when he's on bottom, he's just dead under there. Like, he is he's not very good. And there's always a chance he could pull something off with a sub here, but I think – you know, more often than not, stays in the feet. And Rivera has some of the worst striking you can you can see. Not uh, not very good. So yeah, I'll take uh, the funny picture shirt dog guy, but not not betting it. All right, um, this fight's okay, uh, I guess. It's gonna be. Boring. We'll see. We'll it's, see. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be boring, but these are actually people you know. Um, Omar Yakhmedov versus Brad Tavares. New Sean. I, I faded both of these guys in, in their last fights and obviously uh, lost both those bets. So that was uh, very smart on, on my part. Uh, I thought Shoeface was going to be able to get Tavares down. Uh, I was skeptical of Tavares' takedown defense because he hasn't really fought anybody that's a really high-level grappler. But uh, he did well there. He, he only got taken one taken down once in, in 12 tries uh, by Shoeface. And then I guess I should have just known better. Breeze is just an absolute head case. And, uh, Obviously. <laughs> when you get absolutely wiped out by Omari Akhmedov, I think it's time to uh, to hang him up. Uh, when Omarion does win, it's, it's usually a boring, uh, slow fight, and, and he just got steamrolled there. Uh, in, in this fight, I think Tavares probably can, can stuff most of the takedowns, um, and I think he's a much better striker on the feet. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bet him. It's a little juicy, minus 170 around there. Maybe if it comes down a little bit, I, I might bet it. I, I don't really have much for bets on this card, so it might be one of those things where uh, I just tap out and, and bet this guy because I have nothing else to bet on, but uh, I'll pick Tavares to, to get a decision win. Brad? Yeah, I saw Tavares sort of dropping down. He got down to minus 155, and I was thinking about it, and now it seems to be moving back the other way. But I think it's possible that maybe he gets taken down once or twice in the first round or controlled up against the cage a little bit, uh, something like that. But Omarion's not getting him out of there, and we've seen what happens to that dude after the first round. I mean, he almost got finished by the corpse of uh, title run Chris Weidman in the third round uh, of their fight. Uh, if, if Weidman had any sort of gas at all, he easily could have finished an arm triangle against this guy. You know, he, he got finished multiple times in the third round earlier in his career. So I might end up uh, sprinkling a little bit on Tavares round three, even though I don't know if he's ever finished anybody. Uh, but it, I just, I, Omarion ha, has a way of gassing horribly and just being on the, the verge of extinction come that third round. Yeah, I, I understand why everyone likes Tavares in this. It's just, 
hard for me to trust Brad Tavares at this point. I mean, I know he beat Shoeface, who's obviously terrible. Even with the juice, he's not looking not looking too good. And he's he's the one who got demolished in the was it him or Mutanch just got crushed? Mutanch, Mutanch, yeah, that was great. That was that was funny to watch. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've never been a bra- big Brad Tavares guy anyway. I know he had that decent run. Everyone's a little bit high on him, but I've never been a big Brad Tavares guy. I just don't, if a guy that has no finishing skills, it's really hard to trust laying that kind of number. You have to hope that he can out grind. You know, Akhmedov is, is a decent grinder and Tavares is okay. Takedown defense, but I'm just not confident he can, he can hundred percent keep this in the feet, which I think on the feet, I think Tavares can win this fight for sure. I just don't know how much time he's going to be spending defending takedowns, being pushed against the cage, being dragged down. And I know that third round, that's probably going to be Tavares, but Tavares isn't going to finish the gassed out fighter probably anyway. So you have to hope he gets the second round and how quick Akhmedov, you know, gasses out. So I'm not willing to lay minus 170 on that. If this was more of a pick I would probably look at betting Brad Tavares. But at this line, it's going to be a it's going to be a pass. All right. Barn burner here. Uh we have two people that are coming off title fights not too long ago on the preliminary portion of a really <laughs> shitty preliminary card. So early prelims. Er, yeah, early early prelims. Like this is I love to see I love that Jessica I is on the the under undercard. <laughs> the prelim prelims. Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. I mean, I don't think anyone really gives a shit. No. It, it's it's a perfect um Example of of the straw or the the uh, the flyweight women's division. You go from fighting Shevchenko to being on the early prelim card and nobody giving a fuck about you. Um, Maya probably wins. I really don't care. It's going to be a very boring, terrible fight. Um, the decision prop is probably minus a thousand. Uh, close to it, minus three hundred. Uh, that's probably what it should be. Uh, I'll I'll pick Maya. Don't care. Here we go, evil big fight. Damn Come right, Phil. Brad. One Do you away. think uh, Jessica I is going to make more money in her fight purse or more money in her OnlyFans subscription this month? Imagine pay- if that was like ninety nine cents. <laughs> You're not taking it. Like that was. That was a weird one. You weren't taking it. There's a big, you there's think? a bunch of people of, that are why part of this if, fan base that uh, would. I, if you go, can you see like how many subscribers somebody has? I don't think Probably. so. I think it shows on pa- Patreon, but I don't think it shows. Maybe I, I have no. I, I don't. Know. I'm checking but it out right was, now. If I was to su- subscribe to an OnlyFans, it, it definitely wouldn't be this one. Which oh. I wouldn't. I, I I don't I don't get the whole thing, but you know. Apparently, you have to sign up for an account to even get to the website. So get in there, Brad. Not, Take one for not, the team. No, nah, not not doing that. Um, Valcerdo yeah. thinks you're super handsome, though. I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Are you betting this fight, Brad? Though. Fuck no. What's the line? I didn't even look. Maya's like minus, minus 200? 200. Minus 180. It's a horrible fight. Yeah, I got I got nothing here. Um, these The early, early prelims, pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. All right. Let's go to middleweight division. Dresius Duplesis versus Trevin Giles. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, Sean? I think I lost money uh, betting on Perez last time against Duplessis. It was just like some like plus 800 prop or something like that, but I just keep donating, uh, as you can tell. I Trevin Giles is is another fucking head case. Um, he might have put that behind him. Uh, I guess uh, he, he looked good against Bevan Lewis. That is Bevan Lewis. Uh, the leads it was still way too close um, f- for comfort. He's probably the better fighter. I I don't want any part of this. Um, the South African might turn into a South African and, and Giles might get gifted a win here. I mean, fading South Africans has been pretty good in UFC. Who was the, who was the Ruan Potts? That was the mm. goat. That was, that guy oh, was, was the best. they're all like that. But th- th- this guy, I think what threw this off is he went to KSW before he went into the UFC. Mm. So I think that's where it throws it off a little bit because he actually fought some people like, I remember looking at some of the records from those South African guys. It was like someone would be like 11 and 1, and they'd be facing someone that's like 2 and 12. <laughs> and that's how they would get to that's the UFC. right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was solid. Brad, what you got here? Um, fun fact on this fight, all of these guys' career losses have come in round three. Are you going to bet round three prop both ways? Probably. Fight ends <laughs> in round three, plus 1,200. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That's a different fight. Uh, what is it in this one? Find it, Sean. Uh, it is plus a thousand. Cool. Both guys round three plus a thousand. Interesting. Might have to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of thoughts on this one. Duplessis is not good. Um, I think that that was kind of a, a fluky win. It was a weird, like, it says it was a left hook, but I remember it being like a weird uppercut that he threw and Perez kind of like went for a spinning elbow or something and kind of got clipped in the back of the head. It was very strange because uh, Perez is usually super durable too. Um, and then Giles is good, but he's kind of consistently not good. Uh, like he'll just keep doing things throughout the fight. And then if he's facing somebody that has some submissions, he'll, get subbed in the third round uh but i don't think that's uh that's duplessis so i lean a little bit towards giles but i'm not confident in either of these guys yeah similar um neither guy very good i think giles is a little bit better i just he's he's a hard he's a hard guy to trust i think he still works a cop yeah he still works as a as a cop full-time i believe yeah um and that seems like a pretty stressful tough job to do on the side of it only in MMA, right? Like I've made it to the peak of my athletic career. I'm in the professionals, the top one, and I have to work a full-time job getting shot at in Texas. Everyone's got guns. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Being, being a black police officer yeah. in Texas. He just gets it from both. He just gets it from both sides. It, it can't, it can't be good, but Giles is okay. I, I the, the, the fight against uh, Roman, I thought, I thought he fought decently well, but he he's another guy that he he does stupid stuff. He makes the fights sometimes closer than they should be. Um, I do think he's a better overall fighter, but I could also see him eating something, getting put out, doing something stupid, and like 
there's ways he can lose this fight, and I think if there's just better better spots on this card. So I'll pick Giles, but I'm going to pass. If it gets to plus money and goes up a little bit, I might take a look, but just not something I'm that interested in. All right, now we got some fights over the next few. We, we've gotten through it. It's gotten a little bit better. <laughs> Featherweight division, the return of the anti-Semitic man, Ryan Hall, uh, versus Teporia. And if you aren't aware, Ryan Hall said, if the ghost of Hitler shows up, <laughs> we'd be best to apologize or forgive him and accept his apology. And there was some good thing. He did some good things, this Hitler man. I don't know much about him, but no, he did some good things. Nushan, um, is he going to eat his words? <laughs> uh, we can hope so. Um, we can always hope. Um, I think I'm a little bit higher on Ryan Hall than other people on this podcast. I think you're just uh, higher than a... anyone else on this podcast right now. You may have a point. <laughs> yeah, uh, Wes isn't he... on tonight. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, so I got to take the crown. Um, he hasn't really fought anybody good. That's fair. He has a weird fucking style. It seems to work for him. Um, it It makes for kind of annoying fights at times because he's butt scooting and rolling around at um, times always literally always <laughs> come on man he like dropped fucking elkins multiple times with the old hook kick and shit like that yeah throw i, I hope i hope he throws that a bunch against aporia i hope he just keeps spamming those things and see what happens <laughs> I've been really impressed with Tapuria. Uh, what he did to Zalal was was very impressive. Uh, I think we were kind of all on Tapuria there, kind of just fading the the COVID hype on on Zalal. Um, but the guy looks good, man. He, he's he's a black belt in jujitsu. Uh, works the body well. Um, has good takedowns. Like he's kind of the complete package. I do kind of worry. He has been saying that he's. He'll be fine if he if it ends up in fifty fifty position. Just avoid that at all costs. You keep this on the feet, you absolutely destroy Ryan Hall. You gotta put, you gotta put that up on the screen, Sean. Yeah, hyper blue for I know most people probably listen on iTunes, so if you're not watching. Hyper blue said that Jessica I has he signed he took one for the team. He said and he he made appreciate it appreciate you. Appreciate this guy you. has 500 OnlyFans subscribers, and it's $30 a month. That's... I'm making an OnlyFans. I have, yeah, I, let's see it, I, I'm rocking a way better bod. I mean, I know that, that Valturdo would, uh, he would He's subscribe a to mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking – that's some nice income right there for, Dude, that, uh, for just that's, – That's 15 grand. That's That's got to be, like, pretty close to – to her fight fighting? <laughs> oh, she in a in a year she makes much more. Only oh yeah. Only, only if she has five hundred, how many does Paige Van Zant have? Ooh, we're talking hyper blue. Five, get in there. Get, get on the case. That. Yeah, get up. <laughs> but she, I, I I believe Paige doesn't do nudes, which I assume Jessica I has absolutely no shame. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. That's the only way she can get five hundred. Yeah, there's got to be um, some weird things going on. I'm not only yeah. that. Why doesn't yeah. someone go ahead and subscribe? Jessica um, Brown Eye, from what yeah, I hear. 
Hey. Okay, that's, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I think Tapiro is good. I think he's if I, hopefully he's just talking shit. Hopefully he he stuffs the takedown, doesn't dick around on the feet, and just lights haul up, uh, or doesn't mess around on the ground, and uh, and he just lights haul up on the feet because I think he can do that. I'll probably end up betting Tapiro, but would I be surprised if he gets? knee barred or some shit like that yes because hall seems to be good on the feet or on the ground but is he though is he in the last seven years he has one sub win and it was against bj penn is he good on the ground one sub in seven years against bj penn highly motivated in shape bj penn 2019 (laughs) of course the guy is a complete scam complete scam huge fraud He's also only fought like he's been three in the times UFC in the last since twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. George Johnstone had a good one. <laughs> Goats are always showing up and apologizing for things. It happens all the time. Hall sounding like his physical Tourette syndrome is becoming verbal. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. Ryan so Hall. so Ryan's Ryan Hall's career has been. Losing to a British wrestler on The Ultimate Fighter, beating Artem Lobov, and then fighting a bunch of decrepit old men. Yeah. Literally. Average age of the guys on this four-fight winning streak in the UFC, it's got to be like 36. Yeah. And, like, I kind of always hate the Georgian fighters because they've got this weird hype where it's like, oh, man, he's from Georgia. And maybe it's just a thing I have about people from Georgia. I don't know. I'm um, from Georgia, kind of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you remember that he's podcast like 10 years ago when I argued that the state of Georgia had better wrestling than the country? Yes. <laughs> Still Who's true. from Georgia? Huh? What? Who's from Georgia? Tapuria. Delize. The fucking no, Georgia from Spain. No, he's not. Yeah, I thought he was from Spain. Are you no, sure, he's Brad? Not. He's from Georgia. Believe me. Is he me. a transplant? Maybe a transplant to Spain, Spain but he he's Germany. he watched the the Georgian fans this week. They'll they'll tell you all about it. The Lidze, the snooze machine, like oh, all he is of Georgian. the yeah. yeah. He's, oh yeah, he's, he's repping half half the flag of Spain, half the flag of Georgia. But not he's not like that. a Georgian. He's not the snooze machine. No, that no, guy no. actually is fun. Yes. You gotta pick a place though. You can't have this dual flag thing. You gotta pick one. Yeah. What, what what if they're playing each other in like a game or something, a soccer match? Like, oh, I'm I'm half English, half uh, a Dane. Who do I root for? Can't do that. You gotta pick a country. Uh, obviously, Denmark. That's who you you would root for in that case. Nobody likes England. England won, though. It's over. <laughs> I still, uh, I, I still believe the state of Georgia has better wrestling than the country of Georgia. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the the snooze machine had to go to New Jersey or whatever before he became a good wrestler. So you're probably right. Um, yeah, but Hall, I hate watching him. And this is the first time that he's fought somebody that has, like, any sort of physical tools. And not only does the the top urinal have physical tools, but he's actually pretty good everywhere as well. So I hope he just 
Bodies Hall. Uh, maybe sends him to the the nether world so he can chat with Hitler's ghosts. You know, really catch up. They can they can have a tete a tete, as it were. Um, but yeah, I will never cheer for Ryan Hall. I will never bet Ryan Hall. I'll probably throw Tapuria in a, a parlay here. Yeah, I, I love Tapuria. He's my most confident, uh, not just because of my deep deep hatred from Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall is now a thirty six year old guy who. Never hit his athletic prime because he's not an athlete. He's no. just a little like this is one of those fights. Just like use your eyeballs. Tapurio is this young dude. He's muscular. He's really good on the ground. His hands and his body work have looked great in the UFC. Versus a guy that looks like he w- he's less athletic than the other World of Warcraft players. Like, that's kind of like Ryan Hall there. And now he's older, and he's like, how much does that guy really trained fighting? He's probably doing his, like, lame geese shit or whatever and rolling around on the ground. But let's be real. This is this fight is going to go exactly how it should go when you just look at these two da- dudes side by side. Tapurio is too smart. He's too good in the ground to get caught in one of those, I'm B- like, BJ Penn 2019 uh, submissions. That's not going to happen. And Ryan Hall... More than just like he doesn't really go for takedowns. He tries to get he tries to like die for like die full guard and die for the legs and stuff like that. But if you watch Ryan Hall's fights, what he does ninety five percent of the time is literally run away from his opponent. Like yeah. wa- wa- go back and watch his fights. Most of the time, he's literally running away from his opponent. Yes, he threw some kicks at Darren Elkins. Like Darren Elkins is this amazing kickboxer. <laughs> like. <laughs> He beat Darren Elkins and BJ Penn and Gray Maynard. And the Gray Maynard fought. I thought I thought Maynard won that fight. Uh, Hall did absolutely nothing. Tapuria, Hall got knocked, knocked down like 20 times in that fight. Every time Maynard threw a punch, Hall got knocked down. He fell down, yeah. He pulled he pulled, pulled, pulled guard. And Tapuria, I think, is going to do a pretty good job with his boxing and how he with his footwork, too. He's good at cutting off the cage. And he has really, really good body work. So I picture this as Ryan Hall does his normal he'll, he'll flop on the ground a bunch. But I think he does – he backs up a lot, and I think Tapuria's going to do a good job cutting off the cage, working the body as he's cutting the cage off, and I think Hall's just going to be an absolute punching bag. I don't know if he 100% gets a finish because I don't think Tapuria is going to follow him to the ground and put himself in unnecessary danger unless he just lands an absolute bomb, which he's capable of. We saw in the, the Jackson fight. I mean, he's got he's got big power. This guy seems – he seems legit. Like he seems like he is a very, very good fighter. He's young. He seems to be getting better. And this is an easy one. Hopefully, this is the last we have to see Ryan Hall. Um, I don't want to wait another two and a half years and see him at thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Uh, no one gives a shit about him. He can go away. Oh, I definitely want to see him fight somebody at thirty-eight or thirty-nine, like another twenty-four-year-old monster. That would be mm. great. I would love it. Maybe um, like a the next young hotness from from Israel. <laughs> Yeah, no. Chad Mendes is coming back. <laughs> Ooh, is he? Yeah. Is he gassed up? He's tired. He's eating a lot of like <laughs> deer meat and elk and stuff like that. So he's good. Horse meat. But I love Peria. I'm gonna have him on a, in a parlay with someone in the rest on the uh, coming up soon. Um, all right, welterweight division. Fucking great fight. Nico Price, Michael Pajera, Nushan. Man, I. I feel like if anybody is going to force Michelle Pereira to go back to old fun Michelle Pereira, it is Nico Price. I just don't know if it happens. Um, 
Maybe maybe he just does with with how much volume Nico Price throws. Maybe he just it just makes Pereira go for it. Man, Pereira might like he might actually take Nico Price down and fucking lay on. That would be sad. That would be sad for the violence gods. Um, but man, I like I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this fight goes to decision. Both these guys are pretty tough. Uh, Nico Price is is probably too tough for his own good. Um, Pereira, we haven't really seen hurt. Uh, I I know he got finished way back when by by Dusty Dusty Toads, but um, in the UFC he hasn't really been hurt. But he hasn't really fought anybody good either. I mean, I guess Chaos Williams throws some heat, but he didn't really seem to 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 care uh, when he fought him. Um, I'm kind of eyeing up goes to decision at like plus one fifty. Uh, I'll pick Pereira. I think he has uh, a little bit more skill, and and he might be the smart one that just decides to be boring in this fight. But who knows? This, I th- I think for it would be awesome if this turned into an absolute shit show. Even if he's not boring, I think that's okay here, Brad. Yeah, I I hope he's not boring and. All of the people that are like, oh, man, this dude is too wild and crazy to be successful in the UFC. I hate all of you. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, the worst, you're the worst kind of people. What is wrong with you? Because He was never going to go for the belt, so you might as well just have fun while you're here. Win some exactly. fucking fight of the nights. Yeah. So it, it's weird because he's got, like, a million losses. He had a bunch of losses on the, the regional scene, but he was also super young and he was one of those brazilian guys that just had a million fights like his first fight was in 2011 and he's now only 27 years old so like do the do the math on that one um but it, it he's still young i think he's still getting better i don't necessarily think that means he's getting more fun um but like Sean said, Nico Price could bring the fun back out of him. And even if that's not the case, Price, in his attempts to do things, because he's not technically good, uh, he has to leave openings for his opponents. So whether that's openings for strikes or openings for takedowns, I think those will be there for Pereira. And unless Price just catches something, which is quite possible, because we've seen he's landed some silly shit in the past uh i think that Pereira is probably going to control a bit more of this fight and i don't know what the decision prop is i know fight goes to decisions like plus 150 in that area um so i guess Pereira by decision might be around like plus 300 that that seems like could be worth a stab yeah, I like Pereira a good bit here, and I think you know everyone keeps saying, like Sean said, like if he fight if he fights smart, he definitely wins. I think if he fights like a lunatic, he wins maybe easier. I think he has the better chin than Nico Price. Nico Price is outrageously hittable, so if he's throwing all this wild shit, he's probably going to be connecting, and he's probably going to drop him. And if they go blow for blow, I think Pereira has more power, and he has a better chin. Um, where he gets where he gets in trouble if he's getting all wild, maybe he gets taken down and does stupid shit like that. That's not Nico Price is not going to be shooting. Nico Price would cut himself 
if he shot a take. That's just not what he's going to do in this fight. <laughs> if anyone shoots, it is going to be Pajara. But I think if he fights smart, I think he can he can pick him apart, be more technical from length. He's really long. Um, maybe even working a takedown. You don't know. And I think if they're wild and crazy, I think he wins as well. I think he I think his chin and his tactic is you know technical striking just better. And I think I think he's going to dominate this fight. I think the line is actually criminally low. Um, if we like. Nico has some fun finishes and he does have this freaky, freaky power and weird spots, which we've seen. But this is also a guy who went, you know, back and forth with a completely and utterly washed with washed cowboy not too long ago. And we saw what Alex Morono just did to cowboy. And that was Nico Price's last fight against cowboy. And I, I don't know. Those, those beatings have to take, take effect. Pereira hasn't been in as many wars as Nico Price has. So I really like Pereira here. I'm actually going to be parlaying him with Tapuria. Uh, it's, I think it's like plus 140, something like that. And I think both those guys are pretty solid winners. All right, let's now move up to the final fight of the prelims, the welterweight division on the comeback trail, trying to get to that strap. The natural born killer, Carlos Condit, taking on Max Griffin. New Sean, this, this is going to be, it could be sad. I think even it's, if Condit wins, it's going to be super boring and sad where, yeah. Every time Carlos wins, even though we bet on him and he wins, it's still a little sad because he used to be this psychopath. So and now he's a boring point fighter, but you got to do what you got to do. The coffee business didn't pan out when he opened his coffee shop, I guess. <laughs> I've lost money betting against Carlos Condit. Never do it. In the last two fights. And so I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking about losing some money again, betting against Carlos Condit. Uh, I, I don't know what happened in that uh, Court McGee fight. I don't know if if Condit, uh, you know, slipped him a, a little baggy so that he didn't uh, shoot or, or what was the, the deal there. But I honestly think that Max Griffin can easily out-wrestle Carlos Condit and lay on him for three rounds. On the feet, I think Griffin has more power than him. Uh, I think... Obviously, Condit has probably better. He has better technique, but at this point in his career, I I just don't know uh, if Carlos Condit is ever going to be better than beating Matt Brown at forty years old or whatever he is, and Court McGee at almost forty years old. This is like Max Griffin is is not that good, but this is still a decent step up from those ghosts. Matt Brown's um, back. Did you not yeah. see his last fight? Fully back. Mm-hmm. I cashed on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did. I, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I haven't bet it. Probably gonna lose some money, uh, fading Condit. I just, he has so many holes, and and he, he doesn't seem to have much power. Max Payne Griffin is is 35 years old. It's not like he's young, but it seems like he is in better fight shape uh, than Carlos Condit. So I'll take him to win decision. Condit's fucking tough. Um, I might look at uh, Griffin by decision or putting Griffin in a small parlay. At least Condit used to be good. He got true. Griffin was never good. <laughs> no, Brett. Yeah, so Griffin's won his last two fights by knockout. The two fights before that, he actually got more takedowns than his opponent, and he lost those two fights. So I feel like he's learned his lesson. He's not going to shoot takedowns anymore. He knows that's not a good idea. Uh, and obviously, when you're fighting Carlos Condit, not a good idea to shoot takedowns. Because, I mean, it, did you see his last fight? He out-wrestled the shit out of Matt Brown. 
Um, Matt Brown had top control for six minutes of that 15-minute fight. How many takedowns were there, Sean? You're looking at it right now. Yeah, but Matt Brown's an elite wrestler. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And Condit had two. Matt Brown had one. Yeah, and Condit reversed them, didn't he? Maybe Condit's going to win this by lay and pray. I Mm. hope so. That's what I want. 15 minutes. Condit on top is laying there. Um, (laughs) Honestly... I'll probably end up with a little bet on Condit because I hate myself. And, you know, he just he needed to take a little time away. He needed to plug back in and, and get that uh, that conduit recharged. It's, it's a new Carlos conduit. It's a, a solar-powered conduit. He's, he's ready to go. And Max Griffin, he's not ready for this level. And Nick Diaz is already ducking Carlos, except in the Robbie Lawler fight. Like, that's, okay, that's don't the want fight to, after this. That's you, the that's the fight after. You don't Nick want to avenge Robbie. that beatdown that Carlos put on Nick. Damn oh, right. Oh my god. Yeah, I guy. hope they make the uh, all of those fights five rounds because yeah. Diaz isn't ready for that stuff anymore. Why are you acting like Nick Diaz is actually going to show up to a fight? Like that's the most <laughs> ridiculous Man, my, thing. He hasn't won a fight in a decade. He's not. He's not showing up anywhere. Did I have? Did I have three and a half, or did I have two and a half for for the amount of Diaz fights in twenty twenty one? I think it was th- over I, three and a half. I think you over three and a half. Derek, I might get close. I might get close. Derek's Barks Diaz one two five. Of course, damn right. So. Wait, um, I cast, across I cast, like how many fights? I I cast such a large bet on Condit over Nick Diaz. Just easy. Just easy. Easy money. Um. I like I like Conda here. I, I do think this fight's gonna be on the on the feet. Um and Griffin's not a great striker. Yes, he has some decent power, but I think Conda's the better technical striker. The thing that Carlos I think has lost the most, like Sean said, is his power. He he has negative power now. It's like what made Condit so exciting was he had that freak power in his kicks and his knees and his hands. He doesn't have power anywhere, but he he still has okay technical-ish striking. Um, and I just think this fight's going to be on the feet. And if you're giving me Carlos Condit plus 165 against a guy who's not a very good striker, I think that's worth taking a shot. Or Griffin takes a shot and then just grapple Condit, just starts wrecking him. Just too much yeah. wrestling background. You know, he's a new man. Like, maybe we'll see Condit just spam and takedowns. Just all fight, just spam and takedowns, pushing him against the cage. There's a lot that can happen here. I'm going to bet on Carlos Condit. Um, I think it's I think it's worth a stab. All right, let's now move on to we can almost skip these first two fights, honestly. Um, the biggest loser in UFC history, Sean O'Malley, faces some dude. Apparently they they offered Ricky uh Ricky Simon the fight, and he said he needed to go up five pounds because it was short notice. So O'Malley said, Nope, never mind. I'm gonna fight this dude I just found at Subway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck about breaking down this card, but if if you're on Sure Dog, you should see who Chris Matin Motinho beat uh, in in Cage Furry last time. Good guy. The guy that he beat, Andrew Salas's picture in fucking Sure Dog is a beauty. This is the type of guy. He just beat a six and six fighter, and now he's fighting Sean O'Malley on the curtain or the the opening. Oh, that was that guy, Andrew Ice Cold Salas. That UFC needs to give this guy a shot. Look at that guy. That's good. <laughs> he brings it. He Sean, fucking brings it. We don't need to break this fight down, obviously, no. but Sean O'Malley is I, – I don't get how this guy has a fan. Like, no. he he has to be one – Your I, old Lance. 
I don't. I don't I get don't, it either. But I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Like the guy, he's he's not good. He's a giant loser. No friends. Been a loser his whole life. And now he thinks he's cool. He dyes his hair and stuff. He avoids fights. He fakes injuries. What's to like about this kid? I, I don't. I can't because he smoked a joint with Snoop Dogg. Okay. Cool. <laughs> like yeah. God, I hate this guy. Anyway, he's going to beat this kid, but who gives a Easily. shit? He's going to beat this yep. kid and then talk a bunch of shit because that's what he does. And hopefully he, like, like hurts himself. Maybe he'll fake another injury again. I can only hope. Maybe he'll just break his ankle again in this fight, and uh, yeah. he'll, he'll lose to this dude, and then he can get cut, and we'll never have to hear from him again. What a soft man this guy is. This is the card, or the entire card is – People that guys act like they want to watch, but nobody actually wants to watch O'Malley or Ryan Hall, Greg Hardy, like the the guys that are supposed to be draws but aren't yeah. anywhere close. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I do. I would love to see the Ricky Simon versus O'Malley fight. Oh yeah, because that would be just a when they first the rumors started coming out of Simon versus O'Malley, like. I was like at my laptop, like hunched over, just, I don't care what notice it is. I don't care what weight it is. That would be just an F. Like, but the UFC's never, the UFC and O'Malley are like, no, I don't want that. I won't want that. That is not the reason. Simon came out and said, give me the fight. O'Malley tried to act tough by saying, sure, let's do it. Oh my God, you're going to be 140? Mm-mm. Nope. Dana, Dana nope. was on the phone and said that he was going to fucking wrestle hump him. He Simon would have <laughs> murdered him. Dana, yep. this guy Simon popular. would have finished him for sure. This guy is popular for no reason, but he's popular, and Dana has to protect him while he can. I mean, hell, he, Vera was the perfect fight for him. He still lost that fight. Man, fuck this kid though. Fuck him. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Um, Aldana Kunitskaya, or uh, no. It makes me angry that this fight's on the main on the pay per view because they have when to I, put a woman's fight well, on the pay per view main card. For if it's some a fight night card, whatever. But when I have to pay money or someone's paying money for a pay per view, I feel like like Nico Price versus Michelle Pajara should be in this be in this place. I know there was some bangers in the prelims or whatever, but like if someone's giving money, you should not have to sit through Aldana versus Kunitskaya. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. I I get it when they want to put fun prelims on a card that they need more people to buy. Yeah. Like that last prelim, make it an, an awesome fight. Maybe you'll get a couple yeah. extra pay-per-view buys, but there's nobody that's going to be like, you know what? I'm kind of thinking about buying this Conor McGregor card, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to do it unless the last prelims real good. Yeah. Carlos Condit, uh, Max Griffin is really going to push me over the edge to buy a Conor McGregor card. Yeah. <laughs> And like, and then it's like they make you pay. It's like we gotta watch O'Malley versus a bum, Aldana versus Kunitskaya, and then you know Hardy Tuivas is gonna be terrible. It's like you have to, and then Wonder Boy, possibly the most boring fighter in the UFC. There's a chance that we're gonna have four just completely awful, disgustingly bad fights, which hurts the UFC when you don't stack the 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 one downfall of not putting Connor on in these big cards is. If you let's say you're the first time, you're like, I'm gonna buy this Connor card. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna purchase paper. This is the first paper I've ever purchased. And then you buy it and you pay your seventy dollars 
And then you watch those four fights and you're like, oh my God. I'm never doing <laughs> like, this again. No matter what happens in this fight, I am never buying another UFC pay-per-view again. It's a, it's a boxing pay-per-view. You show up for maybe the co-main or you just show up for the Where main. It's different. The UFC is actually trying to gain a bigger fan base to watch because they do so much of their stuff for Are free. They- but All they right. do so much stuff to feed. They want more viewers on ESPN. And they want more subscribers on ESPN plus all this stuff. So if they would they should take advantage of a Conor McGregor fight and stack the card so those one point five million people that buy the card and the hundred million people that steal it, <laughs> maybe <laughs> that maybe because they're tuning in, they'll watch it. Like I watched yeah, the last Jake Paul fight. Yeah. It was horrible, so I'll never watch it again. But you know, it's like you can attract people to your sport and to your company by putting on good cards. Yeah. The other thing is you put good, exciting fighters on yeah. the undercard of a Connor fight and maybe they sees one of those guys and they're like, Oh, yeah. I would want to watch that guy again. Yeah. Yep. Well, maybe not versus Ryan Hall, but like I'm putting a guy like Topuria on the pay-per-view. He's a yeah. young, exciting fighter. If he fucking body bags some dude, you're going to remember that, you know, but you going to remember Kunitskaya versus Aldana point fighting for 15 minutes or Greg Hardy like being like, maybe beating Tui Vasa but almost hyperventilating and blacking out <laughs> in the third <laughs> round like are we going to remember are we going to remember that like Sean O'Malley, the sad part is why they put Sean O'Malley versus Bum Sean O'Malley's probably going to have some highlight real knockout over this kid and everyone's going to be like this guy's the real deal like it's smart of the UFC from business wise putting O'Malley Versus a bum to open the card. Yep. But fuck, Kunitskaya. Anyway, well, are we skipping? That was, that was enough of that. Right yeah, okay. let's get the, uh, the the goes the distance in this one minus four hundred. It is be. minus two seventy five. Two fifty. That's a bargain. <laughs> All right, heavyweight division. Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. All right, new Sean. Tai Tuivasa has attempted two takedowns in his eight-fight UFC career. They were both in his first fight against Rashad Coulter, allegedly. (laughs) After that, he has not shot a takedown. So this is going to be on the feet. I think Greg Hardy has a decent chance in this fight if it's going to stay on the feet. Um, He's an absolute fish out of water on the ground, so if this hits the ground, Tuivasa could just... Finish him on the ground. Not not really surprising there. I just don't expect it to end up on the ground. On the feet, it's a fairly close fight. Uh, Hardy actually has decent technique for a, a heavyweight on on the feet. It might end up being a point point fighting fight. Um, maybe look at at Hardy by decision at like plus two fifty or two seventy five, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but I, I'm probably going to have a small bet on, on Greg Hardy. I just think uh, this fight is is made for him. There's little to no chance of it ending up on the feet or end, ending up on the ground. This is his best chance against a shitty heavyweight. So he needs to, to perform, and I, uh, I think he can win a fight on the feet against this shitty heavyweight. Brad? Yeah, I was looking at this fight, and I was thinking to myself... Self, what would Sergey Spivak do to both of these dudes? <laughs> and then I remember that Sergey Spivak already beat the shit out of Taito Avasa and would do the same thing to Greg Hardy. 
And yet these guys are on the, the main card of a Conor McGregor pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I just think there's quite the difference in terms of athleticism here. Even though like Tuavasa is not like a complete tub of a human at heavyweight, uh, he's, you know, compared to other heavyweights, but compared to Hardy, he's he's way slower, um, shorter, doesn't have the same reach. I don't think that Hardy is bad at taking a punch. So even if Tuavasa lands on him early, uh, I think Hardy can take that. And it, this fight kind of comes down to who can sustain better once it gets out of the first round. And I almost think it's Hardy now that he's learned how to kind of throw straight punches because uh, Tuavasa is just all about his looping shit and it doesn't really work against anybody that doesn't completely suck. Uh, and I, I think, you know, early in Hardy's career, we thought there was some potential that he'd turn into a good fighter. That's completely out the window at, at this point. There's holes in his game that he's never going to close. But against guys who aren't going to exploit him on the ground, I think he's still fine in, in most of those cases. And uh, this should be one of those. I don't think that two of us is going to come out here and out-wrestle anybody. And honestly, even if he temp- attempts takedowns in this fight, I'm not sure that he's going to get them against Hardy. It, it's not like he's been getting completely out-wrestled by bums. Uh, and the guys that are dominating him on the ground, like a, a Tybura, guys like that, are good grapplers. So I think Hardy's fine in here. I think this is one of those ones where it's heavyweight. It's a pretty close fight. You're actually getting dog money on a significantly better athlete. I'm going to take it. I don't have a lot of bets on this card, so I'm going to take that one. Yeah, I I like Hardy a good bit here, actually. I I think we saw the quit job against Tabura. That was like... That was the final straw to me on the, is the Greg Hardy even, could he even get to a top five status? I think that was answered pretty clearly there, not just because of his lack of wrestling. It was the lack of just everything that came with that takedown. Like he had no idea what was happening and his immediate response was like, I really need to get out of this cage. And the quickest way to do that is just stop moving. Like if I just stop moving, they're going to let me out of this cage. I can get my inhaler. I can call it a day. I can get the fuck out of here. Um, but with that said, I think this fight takes place in the feet. I, I think, like you said, even if he goes for takedowns, Hardy is such a better athlete and just so ath- more – he's faster and more athletic than Tuivasa. Even if Tuivasa says, hey, I'm going to attempt a bunch of takedowns, Hardy can move out of the way pretty easily. He can shrug the takedowns. He can he can underhook and get out of there. And I, I think it's going to be on the feet. And I'm not worried about Hardy quitting or getting dropped from a punch by Tuivasa. We haven't really – Hardy's gotten hit a little bit in the feet. We haven't seen him – hurt per se and like it's always in the ground where we see him even against Volkov right like he got beat up on the feet but I never thought at one at any point Hardy was just going to get knocked out or anything like that and I think he's just a big tough guy in the feet I don't think you're going to put him out of there like that unless you're talking about like a Engano or Derek Lewis guys like that like I don't think people are just going to one punch knock out Greg Hardy so and cardio wise Probably maybe Edge Hardy, maybe a toss-up. It's definitely not a big edge for Tuivasa, that fat piece of garbage. Um, and we're getting plus money on Greg Hardy in a fight that I think is going to be on the feet for 15 minutes. I wouldn't even be surprised if Hardy did get a finish in this fight. If Maybe second round, Tuivasa slowing down a little bit. And I think the one point that Brad brought up that's most important here is straight punches. 
Hardy learned to throw straight punches. He did get better with his hands. Tui Vasa still throws those looping shots. He still gets hit a lot. And Greg Hardy, when he connects, does hit pretty hard. So I like Greg Hardy here at plus money. This is going to be the consensus bet of the week on Greg Hardy plus 110-ish. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Co-main event. Chance to be boring. Walter Wade Division. Gilbert Burns. Wonderboy Thompson. New Sean. I think it's going to be boring. Um, Gilbert Burns has come a long way uh, with his striking, as we've seen. I mean, he was even able to to rock Usman, but uh, I think in a fight with uh, Wonderbread, he's he's going to struggle. I mean, Wonderbread's a tough tough nut to crack. There's a lot of guys that have been hypnotized by him and just just can't figure him out. Um, I think. Uh, Wonder Bread's going to have good enough takedown defense. I don't think Burns is going to be able to get him down. So this is going to become a, a point-fighting, uh, striking affair on the feet. And it's it's going to be probably boring, which is kind of sad. Like, I know this is kind of who Burns has to face after losing. I mean, I guess they could have put, put him against Covington or something like that. But it's kind of tough because Gilbert Burns is a fun fighter. Uh, I just think this is going to suck the absolute fun out of his game um i haven't bet uh wonder boy but uh i probably will uh, i think he's gonna win a fairly wide boring striking decision brad yeah i i don't want to agree with sean on this one so i i will say that if burns comes out in the same way that he did against usman there's definitely shot. a shot there uh, but I think outside of those first comments, he is not going to be able to win minutes or rounds uh, against Wonderbread. Uh, it, it's going to be bland. It, it's going to be stale, um, just like what you would expect uh, from a loaf of bread that has to be fortified with extra vitamin C or whatever the fuck they put in there. Uh, I know Lance probably feeds it to his kids. Um, White bread's great. <laughs> enriched flour white bread oh yeah um maybe if maybe if wonder bread uh enriched himself with uh you know some horse meat or or something good then he'd be a little bit more fun um but you know he he is who he is at this point uh we saw him against another young dangerous guy last time out and he was just able to use his movement and cage craft uh, and uh, make that non-competitive. And I think outside of the first couple of minutes when Burns will be dangerous, either in terms of landing something or if he just goes all out for a takedown early on, um, obviously that's a huge advantage for him if he can get this to the ground. Uh, but outside of those first couple of minutes, I think it's going to be Kind of what you would expect uh, a Wonder Bread fight to be. Yeah, Why is it I, not going to be that way, Lance? I hope it's not. Um, <laughs> I, Burns is not Neil. Burns is not no, Jeff Neil. And yeah. I think people are making that comparison of like, oh, look what he did versus Neil. He stymied his offense. Look at what he did against Luke. He stymied his offense, which I, I don't do think agree Neil on that was one. Neil in that fight either. He wasn't. He's not. He hasn't been the same for that death. death staff infection. But Burns is. Burns is way more of an animal than than a Jeff Neal. 
And I don't know, maybe maybe Luke A was just mesmerized by Wonder Boy a little bit. Maybe I don't know what it was. Like I was shocked by that Luke A performance. I don't feel like Burns is that dude. I don't think Burns is the dude that's going to be tentative, that's going to be scared to move in and out. That, that's what happens with Wonderboy. He has the weird stance and everything where you're scared to go in because you don't want to be countered. I don't think Burns gives a fuck. Like, I think Burns is the kind of guy that's going to charge in there, that's going to go after him, that's going to kind of fight with reckless abandon. And I don't know if he can get a takedown. I don't know if he'll try. He might try. Maybe that's part of his game plan. I, I don't know, but if he does get the fight in their ground, that's obviously a gigantic advantage to Burns. But I think Burns, he needs to fight like he did Usman. If he comes out and, and puts that pressure like he did on Usman on Wonder Boy and hits him like he did, I, I think he can put him out. I, I do think Burns has a better chance than people are giving him. Wonder Boy is still an old man. He is old. And I know he beat a guy that's still recovering from staph infection and a dude who just stared at him for 15 minutes and got hit in the face. This ain't that dude. This is probably Gilbert Burns is probably the hardest fight that Wonder Boys had since Woodley tried fighting a long time ago. <laughs> um, but like I, I like, I like Burns here. Of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't love Burns here, but I like Burns enough to bet him at, at plus money. I just don't think, I don't think Burns is done. I don't think Burns is the guy that's going to just fade away. I, I think Burns gets it done here. I think he connects with Wonder Boy. I don't know if he gets a finish, uh, but we'll see. Wonderboy doesn't face many guys who just charge at him and be aggressive. And we'll see how he deals with it because I think that's going to be Burns' game plan. All right, let's now move on to the main event of the evening as we have in the lightweight division, Dustin Poirier taking on Conor McGregor. And the winner of this fight will get murdered on live television. New Sean? Hell yeah. Uh, I like the under two and a half uh, in this fight. Uh, McGregor's been to the third round three times in his career. Uh, when he tore his ACL against Max Holloway, the second Diaz fight, and the Khabib fight. Uh, his path to victory is is winning and winning early. Uh, I think he knows that. He seems to have the power to do that. Uh, I thought he looked decent early on, even while taking those those calf kicks and, oh, and getting countered a bit. calf kicks. Those kid devastating calf kicks. Lame. He, he was still able to rock Poirier. Like Poirier was wasn't looking great early on in that fight, even even with the offense he was throwing back. Um, so I, I expect Connor to win early. If he doesn't finish early, Poirier does have good power, and it, it, at this at this weight class, uh, I I don't know that infamous Connor McGregor chin is if it's actually real because. He doesn't hasn't fought that many hitters uh, at, at 155. He fought Nate at 170. We all know Nate can't really punch that much. What are you talking about? Poirier can. Poirier can Nate, can punch. Nate almost knocked out some guy I've never heard of in the fifth round. I know exactly. You've never yeah. heard of him, so he, he must have a, a, a glass chin. Yeah. Um, Nate's but a, yeah, I, Nate's a big time win. He has one win in the last five years. That's a big dub. That's like big dub. Infinity big more than his brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got counter winning early or or Poirier uh, to knock him out in in late in the second or maybe in early in the third. Um, I'm more inclined that that Connor gets him here. I, I know there is a bunch of stats, of course, that are mostly bullshit in in MMA, but. Usually, if you win the second fight in a trilogy, you win the third. I don't know. Connor seems to have his shit somewhat together this time. 
I think he knows he can't just kind of walk through Poirier and, and get it done. Um, it, it's kind of do or die for Connor. Dustin, it is what it is. Uh, I, I think Connor wins, but I, I'm happier betting the under than I am with relying on Connor to have his shit together. Brad? Uh, Sean, you should be careful about what you're saying about if a guy oh. wins the second fight in a trilogy, he uh, he wins the third. Because that means when Connor and your boy face each other again, that he's done for. It'll be a robbery, though. So Diaz will actually like win in everybody else's minds, right? Gotcha. And that's all that yeah. really matters in a Diaz fight. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll uh, get his ass beat for four rounds and then do something in the fifth round, and it'll be a moral victory, right? That's all you need. That's all you need in a Diaz fight. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the first time since 2016 that Connor has fought more than two times, or more than one time in, in a year. So in 2016, his first fight was losing to Nate Diaz and then he beat Nate Diaz and then he beat Eddie Alvarez. And this is, or sorry, the, uh, the previous fight with Poirier was the first time in like three years that he had actually fought a good fighter. So there's a lot of layoff. There's a lot of fighting bad guys. There's a lot of boxing. There's a lot of weird shit going on with Connor. And despite all of that, I still thought he won the first round uh, against Dustin. And honestly, I, I I thought he looked pretty good in that fight. Uh, I don't think that, you know, the, the calf kicks were, they were the excuse. They were the, the hot topic uh, coming out of that fight. But Poirier caught him with a shot. He rocked him. He followed up extremely well as Dustin Poirier does. And, and he finished him. I think it's, just as likely this time around, one of the shots that McGregor lands, uh, or even more likely, one of those shots hurts Poirier, and he's able to to follow up and put him away. And I think McGregor's probably taking this one a, a little bit more serious um, than he took the first one. Uh, I think he knows that there is something more at stake here in terms of his career, and honestly, I, I just think he's going to be better prepared, not in terms of tactics and all that bullshit that people want to say, but just to be in the cage against a high-level fighter. Because it, it was a long time since that happened, heading into that second Poirier fight. Uh, and honestly, I, I think he just probably lands something big pretty early on and gets Poirier out of there. Uh, I know that Poirier's been pretty durable since moving up to 155, but I think Connor can probably crack that that chin again. Um, even if he doesn't, I guess Poirier'll probably overwhelm him uh, in later rounds with volume, which is kind of what we were saying was the the path in the first fight or the the January fight, the uh, the rematch. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm getting the guy who I thought was going to win the second fight at a little bit of plus money in this fight. And I don't think there's a lot that's changed here. Uh, I I thought Poirier had a chance there. 
I think Poirier has a chance here, but you're going to give me McGregor at plus 115 in this fight. And I think he's got a, a good shot to knock Poirier out. So I'm going to take that. Yeah, I like I like Connor here. I I think I think Brad made some good points. That that was one the first real fight Connor had been in. Two, I think he just really overlooked Poirier. I thought he thought he could come in. Connor's confidence is never what's going to hurt Connor. And I think Connor thought he was going to walk into that cage and do exactly what he did the first time against Poirier. And I think that's how he trained and how he did everything. And now you see Connor was embarrassed. I think by that loss. I think that was one of the first times. You know, maybe that – even the, the Diaz lost the first one. Like, he didn't – I don't think Connor was embarrassed. I think he got beat. And Habib, he was facing a, an elite fighter. I feel like Connor was embarrassed by the loss to Dustin Poirier early this year. And I think he hasn't been doing as much media. He hasn't been doing a million interviews and doing all that. He's been fucking around on social media at night. But, like, he seems like he's – not to agree with Dana, but he's more focused. And I think – I don't think it's about – because he wants to get the belt. I think Connor's embarrassed, and he's not a guy that wants to be embarrassed. And I think when we match these guys up, Connor, I, I thought Connor easily won, you know, that first round. I thought he was doing what he wanted. And I don't know if it was gassed out. I don't know what it was. I think it was just a guy who hasn't been in a high level fight in in a long time. Because I don't think we can really count that cowboy one. It was super, super quick. It didn't really matter. It was fucking cowboy, like washed cowboy. And I think that was a big fight for Connor against Poirier, and I don't think he took it seriously. So I I really like Connor here. I think he's going to put it on him early. I think Connor also knows no matter what, he's never going to be the guy that's going to be super, super probably fresh in that fourth round where Poirier probably is. I think Connor's going to want to get him out there early. I, I don't I agree with Sean's play of, you know, the under two and a half. I see that playing. I just feel like this time Connor's going to go in and get it. And I, I really like Connor plus money in this fight. Um, and then if he's smart, he'll get arrested again because <laughs> Connor versus Dubronx just jail seems like a much better time. So that's going to be Munich this week. So Munich. for Ryan Hall, for Ryan Hall, you know, I accept your apology, <laughs> ghost Hitler. Uh, thank you, Ryan. McGregor Hall. TKO at dimes I'll, plus, I've plus 175. Guy. Yeah, that's, I, that's I've been bad. looking at that. That is, well, I know, um, I, I haven't looked at it yet. I saw there's there's all these – for Connor fights, like every site will have a boost, like DraftKings and FanDuel and William Hill. So it's like if you combine all the boosts, if they each have like a $50 boost limit, you can just combine all the boosts and get Connor like plus 150 or something like that. So I still got to look at all that stuff. William Hill gave me like a $250 free play yesterday. Uh, so I can I got I to gotta use that too. I love these online – these onshore sites. They just literally just start – they just give you lots of cash. Money. So yeah. I, I don't know if this is like a misprint or not. I, I need to log into bet online. Um, but on best fight odds uh, reference sportsbook, which is bet online for those of you who aren't aware has McGregor round one TKO at plus four fifty, which is, is stupid. That bad? That's, yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. What is it? What is it on other sites? I I don't know, plus but like McGregor round, it's plus two fifty, plus three thirty, kind of three hundred, three seventy five around there. That that seems high. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's his most likely path to to win. Yeah, yeah. I think you. I think if you're gonna bet Connor, you gotta bet him straight. 
Sprinkle TKO, sprinkle TKO round one. I think you got to have all of that because I don't. You don't usually see that big of numbers uh, for Conor McGregor, and and that is usually his path to victory, like you said. Yep. Well, that'll do it. This is maybe one of our shorter shows, which is nice. Um, we had three man booth today. Um, not as much on the recap, but I do hope everyone enjoys the fights this weekend. It's it does have. It's nice to have these big fights every once in a while with these big pay-per-views where everyone's talking about the fight. I know over the next few days, ESPN's going to obviously have tons of coverage. Everyone's going to be talking about it. And hopefully the main card, the pay-per-view doesn't have a lot of boring fights. So we're getting punished by watching Kunitskaya and a bunch of other fights moving into Connor, but it is nice that Connor's back. Um, if, it, it will be interesting to see when the, the Dubronx title fight would happen just because Dubronx is not a guy that wants to sit out for the rest of the year. He's already been sitting out now for what, three months, whenever it was, or two and a half, two and a half months. So yep. we'll see. I, I'm assuming he's definitely going to defend by the end of the year. So we'll see um, how quick Poirier or Connor are going to be ready. And then maybe they haven't mentioned Gaethje because maybe if Connor wins, is Connor going to want to fight this year? So maybe it is Dubronx Gaethje before we do the Poirier uh, Connor winner. So interesting times at 155. Bow down to the master, the king, Dubronx. Um, everyone enjoy the fights and we'll see you next week.